Bruce Lawn. All right, if you don't know what's going on, you've been under a rock. Apparently, MAGA supporters, Trump supporters, breached the Capitol today, got all the way in the chamber. I think they even got into Nancy Pelosi's office, left her a message. This thing is an utter mess. Before I give you guys any of my thoughts, any of my commentary, apparently Trump just released a statement on this. And let me uh, let me just jump right into that right away. And uh, this just, I think this just came out. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. <laughs> we have to have peace. We have to have law and order. Sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> but you have to go home now. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. <laughs> You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated what? that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. You're a snowflake. You're special. You're one of a kind. We need you to go home. But I feel your pain because you are we fraudulent election. But we need to restore law and order. Hoo-wee. Okay, now let me show you guys some of the uh, just shenanigans. I mean, it, it, it's beyond shenanigans at this point. This is this is wild. Some of these images coming out of here. Let's pull up a couple for you guys. The, I mean, what? This man has taken a, a Trump supporter carries a podium around the U.S. Capitol after protesters breached the Capitol building. Some of these images are utterly, utterly, utterly insane. This is wild stuff, right? Um, there's all kinds of stuff uh, trending more or less what was supposed to happen. Uh, they had this protest. It was supposed to be peaceful. Why is everybody in Washington? Well, today is the day that they certify the election the, or the Electoral College, right? The, the, the folks who actually do the vote in December, they certify. And Mike Pence supposedly had the ability to overturn the results and Trump pretty much asked them to because he keeps saying there's fraud. And Mike Pence more or less was like, I don't have that kind of authority, nor I mean, maybe he did have that kind of authority, but more or less didn't have the uh, didn't want to jump out and felt it was more symbolic for once he certifies that. Apparently he wasn't having it. I'll pull up Trump's tweets. And I think that's kind of what escalated this entire situation. Um, and so. Let me let me pull his tweet up real quick just to kind of update everybody on what's actually going on. So it says, so Trump tweets three hours ago, the protests, and he says, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have. This is his own vice president. Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what he should have done to protect our country and our Constitution, giving states a chance to certify 
a corrected set of facts, a corrected set of facts, not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones which they were asked to previously. USA demands the truth. This man demands as vice president, there was the hour-long tape of him trying to persuade the Georgia president to find new votes. This man demands the vice president, the vice president, to overturn this thing. And, you know, kudos to Mike Pence for not folding. Like, wow. You know what I mean? And then he flat out says, the tweet reads, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done. He's more or less calling his vice president a coward. Wow. So, yes, there would be some people that say he didn't have the authority. Um... You know, it didn't even seem like he was willing to play that game, right? It didn't even seem like he was playing that game. So this this whole thing gets overtaken. Then Trump tweets this. Uh, Please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of this country. Blue lives matter. Remember that, all right? Blue lives matter. Support the police. I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful, no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you, right? So he tweets that. I'm going to pull up Mike Pence's tweet because I thought his tweet was really interesting. Um, and, and, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know in terms of Mike Pence. I don't think this is politics for him at this point, right? I don't think this is politics for him at this point. So he says, peaceful protest is the right of every American, but the attack, this attack, this attack on our capital will not be tolerated. And those involved will be persecuted to the fullest extent of the law, the violence and destruction taking place in the U.S. Capitol must stop, and it must stop now. Anyone involved must respect law enforcement officers and immediately leave the building, okay? I don't think Mike Pence is messing around. I don't think this is about maintaining appearances. I think he's pissed. Like, he's pissed. You know what I mean? And and you should be pissed. We should be pissed. Like, that the fact that this happens and... You know, again, look at these images. Like, this is wild. These folks are just climbing over the Capitol building. This is insane. This is utterly insane. Uh, 50 Cent came out, response to Trump protesters of the, co- <laughs> the Capitol. I don't have anything else to say. No, don't shove me. Cool. You're not allowed to shove me. Hey, yeah, you're cool. Right. Right. What up? Dude, don't go. Don't, I'm go. going. Stop shoving me. No, you got a fucking problem. You're a fucking oath breaker, you piece of shit. Blue lives matter, man. Come on. Chill. This is the party of law and order. Check check out what Tammy Lauren wrote. She was trending on Twitter. She says, if real Donald Trump were to lose, he won't. His supporters will go to work tomorrow just as we do every day. When Biden loses, his supporters, quote unquote, will likely, <laughs> will likely loot and riot. Tells you everything you need to know. Trump 2020. Wow. That didn't age well. That didn't age well. But this is what you have to think about. These folks are going to die fooling around with the National Guard and fooling around with the Secret Service. I don't care how many guns you are. I don't care how proud of a boy you are. I don't care how maga out you are, how much cool MAGA apparel you have. You are going to die over this. 
And that's not cool. That's not safe. And potentially innocent people are going to die over this type of situation. Okay. Now, Trump could give a speech. Pence can, can talk these people down. This is what happens from a psychological standpoint. This is what happens from a psychological standpoint. Brief story. Don't mean to get too off topic. Back in the day, uh, there used to be a massive divide between underground rap and mainstream rap. The underground rappers hated the mainstream rappers. And there was this event called Rock the Bells. Rock the Bells was in Southern California. I knew somebody that worked with them. I attended a few of them. Well, the very first Rock the Bells, this dude decided to get the Wu-Tang Clan back together. And the Wu-Tang Clan hadn't performed together in a number of years. He even got ODB to come out. Long story short... Um, uh, Sway was out there. Sway from MTV was out there. Sway, Sway in the morning, trying to calm down the crowd. And they started throwing bottles at him. And they started wilding out, right? Now, why am I talking about this? Well, because uh, I worked with one of these super-duper Wu-Tang Clan fans. And he was like, yeah, Sway's on that mainstream-ish. We told him, get the F off the stage. Now, Wu-Tang wasn't on that energy, you know what I'm saying? Like, Wu-Tang wasn't really about that. Like, they were just rappers. But sometimes your goofy fans will escalate stuff to an energy that the actual figurehead wants nothing to do with. Right? And I don't know. I think Trump definitely gaslit uh, a lot of people. I think he definitely uh, wh- dog-whistled a lot of people. But when, when people... When your audience and when your tribe feels disenfranchised and feels like they've been cheated and you've been pushing this narrative to them over and over, right? This this is when things escalate to these types of proportions. This is an act of war, right? Like this is an act of war if you really think about it. This is an act of terrorism, to swarm the Capitol. And, and we're not even going to get into the racial undertones of this. Imagine if this was Black Lives Matter. Imagine if this was Black Lives Matter. Imagine how that would have been, how that would have played out. It's very, it's very difficult to, to think that there wouldn't have been more people getting shot. Just, just being out of your mind to do this. And Trump, you know, hey, guys... We got to be peaceful. The election was stolen, but we got to be. Nah, they off that energy, right? It's like the disciples of the person are always going to escalate things to a whole nother. He may not be on that energy, but it's, it's not even about him anymore. It's not even about him anymore. They feel so disenfranchised. And it becomes difficult when you're dealing with people with an alternative sense of reality and alternative facts. And Trump is guilty in this situation because he keeps perpetuating this narrative that there's widespread fraud. None of the Republican governors of this state will co-sign, not the governor of Georgia, not the governor of Arizona, Pennsylvania. They won't co-sign this stuff. He can't get anybody who's objective to co-sign but a couple of rogue senators who want like a re, you know, re-investigation on the situation. But he keeps promoting this. He keeps egging it on. And you wonder why this stuff is escalating. You wonder why it's escalating because you got a demographic of people who are literally in an alternative universe right now. They literally think this entire thing is fraud because going into this situation, he was like, yo, don't we don't want to have mail in ballots. Biden was saying, use the mail in ballots. Trump was like, no mail in ballots. Biden was like, use the mail in ballots. So what happened? 
all of Biden's votes or a major a lot more of them came in through mail-in ballots, and the majority of Trump's votes came in through uh, you know ballots at the polls. When they're counting the ballots, they counted those ballots first, and then the you know the Biden ballots came in. This is like common sense. If they're gonna rob the election, why lose the freaking Senate? Did you know that? Some of you guys don't really keep up. See, so you halfway peak, keep keep up, keep up. You stay locked in your echo chamber. The Democrats lost badly. I'm not saying there weren't irregularities. I'm not saying there are things that, you know, shouldn't be investigated. I'm saying to perpetuate that there was utter, utter fraud. This is what you get. You play dumb games, you're going to get dumb prizes. And I know it's like, oh, that's harsh. But that's the fact of the situation, right? That's the fact of the situation. And so now what happened? So now you have Georgia that completely flipped, completely flipped, okay? The, the Senate is now controlled by Democrats, I'm politically agnostic, but I'm not excited for that personally, right? Now, the Senate is controlled completely by Democrats. When I kept saying, I would crack jokes about it. I would say, ah, MAGA Christians don't count. I say MAGA Christians don't count. You guys are getting, what do, oh, I'm, I'm a MAGA Christian. What do you, I, I do MAGA. The, and I said, a MAGA Christian is somebody that's known by MAGA before they're known by a Christian. This is why this is dangerous. Because you're in a cult. Some of y'all, I'm not talking about Trump supporters who voted for Trump for legitimate reasons, so on and so forth. I'm talking about folks who full on are known by MAGA first before they're known by Christians. So I'm going to speak to my audience. We tried to tell y'all this. We tried to tell you guys he was dog whistling. We said it over and over and over again. We told you guys how he blew it by not outright condemning by not outright condemning white supremacy when he had another show, oh, he's already condemning. He needs to condemn it as frequently as possible because clearly the message isn't getting through here. Clearly they're not hearing him. And then he said, proud boys, stand back and stand out. How does that age? Right? We kept telling you guys. We kept telling you guys. I went on, uh, what's the guy, the Jerry Lee guy, Jerry, 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 Lee Patterson. I went on his podcast a year ago. I said, hey, he dog whistles white supremacists. No, he doesn't. <laughs> He's just a good president. Told, we told y'all this. We've been telling you guys this forever to affiliate yourself with this, with these shenanigans. Now, it's, you know, it's, it's all came full circle. It's all came full circle. Right? It's all came full circle. Sometimes you can't, you can't control you can't control how these things play out. And I know I don't hate Trump. You're goofy if you think that. I don't hate Trump. I think Trump could have been a great president if he ran differently the second time around and switched up his rhetoric and actually did things to help people instead of trying to overtake, you know, d destroy DACA, destroy affordable health care. How are you trying to destroy affordable health care in the middle of a pandemic? Ruslan, you're too hard on the right because the right actually have some good policies. They have good policies. There's good ideas there, right? Conservative values, reasonable taxes, small business. He had a chance. He had a chance and he blew it. He fumbled it. He fumbled it on the pandemic. Right? He fumbled it on the pandemic. He fumbled it on healthcare. He fumbled it on DACA. He fumbled it on the social unrest. Oh, you're too hard on the, the, the. You're so hard on the, the Republican. Because they're goofy. 
And I'm equally as hard on the Democrats when they do goofy stuff. Like, how did Biden become the freaking president in the first place? How did he become the I paid attention. Remember, I watched. I was a part of the primaries, right? And I saw the entire thing unfold. I said, this is, this is not the best guy for the job. Nobody wanted to hear me. Nobody wanted to pay attention during the primaries of the Democratic Party. Right? So, Christians, you guys consistently aligning yourself with these shenanigans. Right? And then have the nerve for someone that goes and wants to protest police brutality to call them a cultural Marxist and to call them, you know, a socialist and all these. Listen, America has been a hybrid of both for decades. The whole conversation is goofy. Socialism or, uh, you know, uh, uh, capitalism. It's never, not since the, the, the Great New Deal. It hasn't been both. We have safety nets in place. The question that the Democratic Party is trying to do is they're trying to push it more towards socialism with free health care for everybody and free education. I don't know if that's a good idea because the average person in Canada and in, in Canada and in the Scandinavian countries pays 40 to 45 percent of their income to taxes. The average American pays 20 to 25 percent. I don't know if y'all want your taxes doubled, but hey, we could discuss it. Y'all want to discuss it? Let's discuss it. But to, 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 to make this silly notion that either party is going to ruin America. And this is, oh, the Democrats won Georgia. America's done as we know it. You're goofy. You are goofy. You don't understand how this stuff works. There's checks and balances. There's overcorrections. What we're seeing, what we're seeing right now is we're seeing an overcorrection. What we're seeing in Georgia is an overcorrection to this, to this. We're seeing an overcorrection to this because this has always been there. This has always been there. This energy has always been there. Y'all just didn't want to believe everybody. Y'all didn't want to believe every, y'all, y'all didn't want to think there was a problem. This energy has been there, right? And so you can say, oh, I'm hating on conservatives. How? I lean conservative in a lot of my policies. Listen to what I actually tell you guys. Don't rely on the government. Go build a business. Structure your taxes in a way so you don't have to pay as many taxes. Don't be a slave to the system. Listen to what I actually teach on this channel over and over. Oh, but you're so hard. No, because conservative Republicans sold their soul to MAGA in the name. And I don't mean literally sold their soul. I mean they made a compromise. I mean, they made a compromise by getting in line and getting behind a divisive candidate who had an opportunity, who had an opportunity to get it right. And he blew it. He fumbled it over and over and over and over and over again. And now you're seeing a manifestation of all of it. You're seeing a manifestation of all of it. So this is silly. Like this whole thing is silly. This whole thing is silly. Mike Pence 2024. Hey, Mike Pence at least is talking some sense in this situation, right? Mike Pence is walking away from this situation with some of his integrity intact. I think he could have done his better. I think he could have nipped a lot of this in the bud. But, you know, he had to play his, he had to play his position. Usan doesn't know American history and doesn't understand God's divine providence. Here, let me tell you about God's divine providence, Kevin. We're going to talk about this. So, so we're going to start... Um, since we're going to talk about American history, 
um, and you want to keep tying in America as some great uh, country that made an oath and a promise with uh, with God as if America is the second coming of Israel or because America is tied into Israel that America is like Israel or whatever goofy weirdo theology you have. Let me tell you a little story. Let me tell you a little story, okay? There was once a people in the Bible, since we're going to make these parallels, right? There was once a people in the in the Bible and they wanted a king really bad. They wanted representation. And prior to that moment, they didn't have a king. They had judges. And they had the law, and they had a way for God to govern them. They were under a theocracy. And there's these people, and they were called the children of Israel. And you know what they wanted? They wanted a king really bad. They wanted to be like the other nations. They wanted to have a strong ruler. Okay? They wanted to have a strong ruler. And so, God gave them a king. His name was Saul, and he too fumbled miserably over and over and over again. And Saul initially was a cool guy, and then not so much. And he had the appearance, and he had the name, and he had the clout, and he, and he was tall, and he was handsome. And they wanted their own. They wanted, they wanted representation so bad. And Saul fumbled it over and over again. And the children of Israel... The children of Israel realized that they were wrong. And then finally God gave them King David. But that process from King David getting anointed to when he actually took over, it's like a 20-year process. King David got anointed to be king at like 15, 16. He didn't become king until he was 35. So if we're going to do these goofy parallels, for, oh, America's Israel, <laughs> we're, we're, we're a godly nation because uh, some of our founding fathers put God in the Constitution. Yeah, and a bunch of them also had slaves. And a bunch of them also did all kinds of other wild stuff, right? So if we're going to go down that, that, that silly theological, then, hey, what if, what if Trump was our Saul? Because you guys wanted a, a, a sensitive Christian president who's sensitive to my values. He's going to restore law and order. He's going to make America great again. For who? For who exactly? For who exactly? Who who was America great for in the 80s and in the 70s? Oh, but it's a catchy slogan. Hmm. It's a catchy slogan, isn't it? It's a cute slogan. And so now, the, you know, the roosters have came home to hatch and this is what this is what you get. So Christian, Christians, Christians, I'm not mad at Republicans, I'm not mad at conservatives, I'm mad at Christians who are more known by their support for Donald Trump and the MAGA movement than they are by their love for Jesus and for their neighbor. Are still huddling in these undisclosed locations Yo, and trying to figure out how to proceed. Senators actually uh, have the electoral college votes with them in this undisclo- undisclosed location. I'm told that a, a Senate staffer actually was the one who thought to grab them. And remember, this is a pretty uh, old, arcane process the counting of the electoral college votes. And think back to when they would have put this law in place. I mean, Pete Williams called it the oldest, uh, one of the oldest functions of our government. They would have been bringing these certificates from across the... This is insanity, yo. Yeah, man, pe- folks are going to get hurt. Like, yo, yo, folks are going to get hurt. This is sad. And to assume that uh, that he has biblical... Poly- like, this is, this, is, this is nuts, man. This is really nuts. And so, now you have a 50-50 Democratic 
and Republican Senate with Kamala Harris having the tiebreaker vote. That's where, that's where we're at. And that, to me, is an indictment on Trump and MAGA. That's what that is. That's what that is. Yeah, he has biblical What biblical policies? He didn't do jack about Roe v. Wade and told you. Told y'all to your face at the debate. I'm not doing, we're not doing anything on Roe v. Wade. That's, a, that's not on a decade. Right? Told y'all that. What biblical policies? Help me understand. He's done some cool tax cuts. If you was on this energy, you know, and you were pushing this narrative and you was arguing with your friends and family over this stuff, um, you got to look in the mirror. You got to look in the mirror and say, were you complicit? Just know a lot of us, a lot of us have been telling you guys this all along. He is dog whistling far right extremist groups. And this is. He, this is a far-right extremist group. This is, right, they may, I believe the Proud Boys are involved with a lot of this, and they may not be a, a white supremacist group, because now we're going to get in the weeds on what is far-right and what is white supremacist. But nevertheless, this is a far-right extremist groups. Dare I say a terrorist organization. Because so, so many of you, 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 you Republicans want to, you know, hey, Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. You think that's cute? Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. They got all kinds of infighting, and that organization has all kinds of issues. But if this ain't a terrorist organization, I don't know what is. I keep that same energy for everybody. Again, I've said this over and over. I'm politically agnostic. Both of these parties are corrupt and don't care about you, and both of them are going to gaslight you and make you believe insane things that the world's coming to an end if the other party gets elected. That's not healthy. That's not good. Trump is ethering himself. Okay? This is not the world's agenda. He's playing himself. I don't understand how you could look at this objectively and be like, oh, it's the media. It's Trump. He is ethering himself. Get it through your brain. This is not the media. This is him completely destroying his own legacy and all these different things. So what are we what are you talking about? Like, come on, bro. Come on. Y'all really, you some of y'all just need to be deprogrammed. Shiani's going to be uh, painted as MAGA because most people believe conservative is only Republican. I don't think so, Caesar. I don't think so. If, if Christians are silent on this, then it will be. Right? If Christians are silent on this, if they, if they become Trump apologists on this, then they will be. Yes. And some of y'all already got that energy. Y'all already got some of that Trump, Trump apologist energy. It wasn't really him. Was, uh-huh. I've said this over and over again. You guys thought I was playing the fence or whatever. I'm politically agnostic. Neither side, in my opinion, cares about us. Both sides have flawed views. Both sides have views that I like and, and are congruent with some of my faith. To say that there was widespread fraud is not been supported by any judge, has not been supported by any Republican governor, has not been supported by anything and it's literally this was all predicted from the very beginning when trump clearly said hey i don't want mail-in votes and biden said mail in your votes because of the pandemic clear as day we knew that bernie sanders who's not a prophet predicted this he said this is what's going to happen there was a ted talk about what happens if trump doesn't secede he didn't secede like this is all um concede excuse me this has all been building up so Every election has some degree of irregularities. This is common, right? 
Every election has some degree of irregularities. When you're talking about the number of votes that would have to be irregular for this to actually go to Trump, you were talking in the hundreds of thousands of votes. Okay, hundreds of thousands of votes in multiple swing states, right? Multiple swing states. The likelihood of hundreds of thousands of votes is just utter nonsense. It's 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 insane when a lot of these swing states were what? controlled by who republicans that's a fact okay so again we just got to do a little bit of critical thinking got to do a little bit of analysis and two you have to factor in how do the democrats bleed so badly and on some of the props specifically in california in some of the um the senate races house races they took massive l's if you're going to rig an election rig the entire election right Rig the entire election. That's that would be common sense, you, right? So what does that mean? That means that the American voter, you and me, by and large, more people were done with Trump, and also done with some of these goofy Democrats, right? And that's how this whole thing got shook up. That's how this whole thing got shook up. Now I will tell you, him not uh, just conceding earlier on, and and this whole thing, I think is why we just had the two. Democrats win in Georgia. That is why, right? That is why. It's literally because what happened was folks were like, yo, we're losing we're losing faith in the Republican Party because of how unhinged this president has become. And anybody that's close to him um, caught some of that. So that's the election side of things, right? Election side of things. Now, they're going to try to do everything they can to overturn this thing. I don't think it's going to get overturned. I don't think there's enough precedent there, um, but I think I think it's a I think I think it's a hot mess, right? And if you're on that energy, I would really just objectively think through that, like think through how are these Republican governors saying no? There's no fraud. This is the cleanest election with some irregularities. Every election has irregularities, and how does how does that work? Yeah, seven million popular votes. That that's the actual number, right? So I think. That you know, hey, this is this is the objective side. Are there irregularities? Sure. Are they in the hundreds of thousands to sway an election? I don't think so. And then if you think about it, where did Trump lose? Well, he lost in Arizona. What happened in Arizona? In Arizona, he repeatedly disrespected a little Arizona senator who was a war hero named John McCain. Okay, he disrespected him while he was alive. Talking about I like my war heroes not caught, and he spoke ill of him after he died. Okay, and John McCain was wildly loved in Arizona, wildly loved in Arizona. So there's that on top of a lot of folks from L.A. moved to Phoenix. If you're in the San Diego area, you know how many folks moved from here to Arizona. So Arizona makes sense, right? Like that's a duh that 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 was going to go left. Nevada's always a swing state. Him flipping Georgia is unprecedented, in my opinion, and it's and it really goes to show how much groundwork they did in Georgia. Pennsylvania, 100,000 votes in Pennsylvania. 100,000 votes in Pennsylvania? Like, come on. And if you've been on this MAGA energy, I really hope you would reconsider how much you've, you've, you've aligned yourself with it. Would your non-Christian friends identify you more so as being a follower of Jesus or as being a follower of Trump? If you asked all your non-Christian friends, hey, when who do you think I who do you who am I most known for supporting? And if they say Trump, then that's a problem. 
again, I, I think we should all be politically agnostic and vote on the policies and vote your conscience and all that kind of stuff. But our faith should not be in politicians. Let's look at this passage. Leave you guys with some hope. Regardless on how bad things get, and they could get worse. Don't get it twisted. These things could get worse. We're not going to act like a 2021, it's a new year, new you, everything's going to be great. No, 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 no. Things can get worse. Things can get worse on Inauguration Day. If you're struggling right now, I got a passage for you guys. This is Psalm 24. Psalm 24. This passage to me is one of my favorite passages because it dispels a lot of this, like the world's coming to, going to hell um, and all these different things. Okay, so Psalm 24, it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The Lord and all its people belong to him for he laid the earth's foundations on the sea and built it on uh, built it on the ocean depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in this holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. Okay? Never tell lies. So the big idea here is, hey, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Okay? Off top. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. What, it, what else? The world. The world, Craig. Okay? The world and all its people belong to who? Belong to Satan? Nope. Belong to the Freemasons? Nope. Belong to the Illuminati? Nope. The world and all its people belong to him, to God. God is in control, people. God is in control. Yes, he is. Maybe maybe you you don't think that and how could this be so bad? Ultimately, God is in control, not the president, not the far left agenda, not the far right agenda, not the proud boys. God's in control. The world and all its people belong to who? To God. Not the globalist. Not the Marxist. Not the Epsteins. Soros. The earth is the Lord's. And what? And everything in it. Everything. You know what everything means? It means everything. Everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. Everything belongs to him. Any power that the enemy has, that Satan has, is on loan to him. Satan is not all-powerful. He is not all-knowing. He is not all-present. He's not omnipresent. That even if we look at the Old Testament, when he goes and he tries to attempt to attack Job, he first had to ask God for permission. That's wild to think about. Right? So there is no... Oh, the world is going to hell and the devil is oh, oh, this is just all the enemy. Hey, according to Psalm 1, according to all the Bible, by the way, Jesus is on the throne. God's in control. God is sovereign. And it's going, it's going to work out one way or another. He laid the earth's foundations on the sea and built it on the ocean depths. There is, there is only one creator for this existence, for this universe. Right? And then it says, who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may esteem themselves as worthy as equal with god who can do that only those whose hands and hearts are pure who do not worship what who do not worship idols who do not worship idols and never tell lies is your political affiliation became an idol for you because if you're watching the stuff going on in Washington and there's a bit of you that thinks this is cool, you think this is all right, 
Yeah, they need uh, civil war. Yeah, that's what we need. If you, if there's a part of you, 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 you are literally idol worshiping. You are, you are putting your your guy, your politician ahead of Jesus, right? And idol worship, unfortunately, is at an all time high today. What we're seeing in the Capitol is idol worship. It is idol worship. Never tells lies. Are you consuming and perpetu- and perpetuating lies? Are you pushing nonsense? Have you looked objectively at the facts that we have available to us? Have you thought through why Arizona flipped? Have you thought through why Pennsylvania won by 100,000 votes? Georgia, tens of thousands of votes. Both Republican-controlled states. Oh, the Republicans want to get Trump out too now? You're going to go, okay. And the earth is flat. Are you thinking through this critically or are you in an echo chamber? Are you in an echo chamber perpetuating nonsense, perpetuating lies on alternative facts? We need to recertify the facts. As Trump said, perpetuating lies. So I did a video with my man, what do you mean? Do MAGA Christians do more harm than good? And by MAGA Christians, I quite simply mean people who are known more by MAGA than they are by Jesus Christ. And if, and if that's how your non-Christian friends know you, if that's how your Democratic friends know you, that's how your Biden-supporting friends know you, they know you more for MAGA and for Trumpism than they know you for Jesus, you, sir, are a MAGA Christian, and you, sir, need to repent. You need to change your mind. If you're known more by Trump and more by MAGA than you are by Jesus, you need to change your mind. You need to change your mind. You need to repent. I said if you're known more by your support and your tribalism of Trump and MAGA than you are by Jesus and Christianity, you are a MAGA Christian and need to repent. That is what I actually said. I did not say that all Christians who voted for Trump are MAGA Christians and need to repent. I did not say that. I did not say that all Christians who voted for Trump are racist. I did not say that. I did not generalize that. Okay? Those people who are known more by Trump than Jesus are MAGA Christians and need to change their mind. How is that not a reasonable statement? By the way, this applies to anything else. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan... If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan and all your non-Christian friends know you more by being a Dallas Cowboys fan than by being a Christian, you need to repent. Case closed. This applies to anything. If you're known more by you being a fan of Kendrick Lamar than you are by being a Christian, you need to repent. You need to change your mind. Period. Case closed. This is idolatry 101. What is the banner over your life? Is it Jesus or is it Trump? Is it the gospel or is it MAGA? Um, I will be back later, which is why you should hit the bell notification and uh, hit the like button before you cut out. I told Ray they ain't just gonna know us. They gonna know us well. Happy to have fell my way to success. With my family by my side, Lord knows what's next. Yashu with a king came down and bore it all. I know a few things, never claim to know it all. But I know what's off. Never noticed y'all. Hit a protocol. Need an overhaul. Need an overhaul. I need an overhaul.